All right, thanks for downloading this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. We are excited today to be talking about the Red River Revel because we are heading back as a church. We've done it before. We've been a part of it. We've had services over the years. In October the 8th, Simple Church is having a service. But before that, we have an opportunity to do good. So who better to talk about the Revel than the executive director, Logan Lewis. Logan, thanks for being here with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us about you, Logan. How do you end up being a director of a festival? Was that your major in college? You dream of that as a little kid. Tell us where you're from. Tell us about your family. And how in the world do you end up a Revel director? I mean, I think like it's funny. I've, I've said this before. I think like there's it's 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 funny how this path that, you know, your life takes. And um, and I've certainly felt, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, moments of divinity throughout. It's kind of funny how that works out. Cause you know, just, I look back all the way back, you know, to when I was young, you know, in high school even, and I have been learning things that sort of now I, I do every day, you know, and all the different jobs and things along the way kind of built up to that. It wasn't necessarily something that I you know set out to do. Um, I grew up in Ruston. Uh, Louisiana Tech's like the family business. My grandfather was a football coach. My grandmother was the first dean of admissions. They both worked there for two decades. And, uh, you know, my whole family, we all grew up there and everybody went to school there. It was just, you know, that was the, um, it was a big part of our lives, you know. Um, my grandfather recruited Terry Bradshaw. Um, he uh, coached the national championship team that they had, has has contacts all over, you know, um, or he had contacts all over the Arklatex and beyond. Um, and so, you know, his sort of legacy was always something that's very impressionable, impressionable on me. And when I started my professional career, I did do a couple of different things coming right out of college. Um, restaurant management, I worked in the trucking and transportation industry for a little bit. But when I landed in college athletics at Louisiana Tech as a ticket seller, that was kind of like the start of my journey here. So. You know, I, I would pick up the phone and smile and dial, call 100 people a day at minimum, trying to sell season tickets and single game tickets to all the different sports. I mean, doing all the games and, you know, relating back to now, I have to call people all the time and smile and dial and ask for donations. So the, that thing that makes it harder for people, you know, to do, I, I got that out of my system a long time ago. And it's now easy for me to say, can I please get your support? Um, and then I became the manager of that office then moved up to sponsorships with Learfield sports and IMG and worked for uh, the university for about six or seven years, give or take. Um, and then the opportunity to come to the independence bowl opened up and, uh, and be their marketing and sponsorship and development director. And I really, at the time was kind of looking for something a little bit different. I wanted to have a little more autonomy. The, you know, working at Louisiana tech was great, but I, really was being really working for Learfield IMG. And so uh, I wanted to work for people that like, it felt like more of a hometown small business feel, even though Independence Bowl is a great and large nonprofit. Uh, and that was my first foray in the nonprofit world. So I got to learn a lot from Missy Setters about, you know, the inner workings of a nonprofit and, you know, a board and, and executive committees and, you know, all the different processes, Robert Rules of Order and, you know, board, board meetings and all these different things that, you know, uh, that are challenges for a nonprofit or, or tasks to do. And um, and I did marketing there and I learned how to, to, you know, use Adobe products, Photoshop and Illustrator. And that was always something I wanted to do. Um, I'm not really good, but I'm dangerous <laughs> enough that I made all the signage. You know, I can make all the signage, right? So when we 
we were with the Indie Bowl or we had some on the video board or even now at the Revel, all the stuff that's new that we that we have is all things that I've put together design. So, you know, coming here as an art director almost, it helps make things cohesive. A lot of times when you work with these with vendors and a lot of event, you know, you might have we have the the you know the designer that works for the uh, a beverage distributor, and you have a designer that works for the signage company, and you have a designer that works for you know, a brand, the sponsor brand, and everybody's like got their own style, their own, you know, ability. But when you can kind of bring all that into one style or at least give templates and have some continuity, it makes the overall, you know, look and feel of everything a lot more cohesive. And we have a marketing director that does a lot of our ad buys and she's really great to work, you know, work at working with me on, um, you know, how we push all those things out. And so, um, you know, I get to like, do that's fun for me. I get to do a little bit of that, you know, from time to time and raise money. And, you know, when the opportunity for the rebel, I'm a musician. So I played at the rebel in 2021. Nice. And, um, yeah. And I, and that was the first time I always wanted to do it. That's the first time I got to play with my band. And that night we were watching the headliner. It was like, we played Maggie Carter and then, Samantha Fish and um, my friend who who is the marketing director here told me that they were going to be looking for an executive director. And I just perked up and I was like, that's, I want that job. You know, I mean, I've been playing music for 20 years, you know, as a weekend warrior, I, I booked my first show when I was 14 years old in Ruston and signed a contract with some bands from California and didn't tell my parents, you know, and I just like got some property and like put on a festival and, our show and, and we charged for it and made a little bit of money. And I've been booking bands ever since, whether it was for the university or for the independent, independence bowl, or just, you know, I've booked for local venues, you know, um, in town. And so it was like, this is all the things that I love all in one package. And so I closed on it really hard. I don't think I gave, you know, uh, Michael who, uh, was the one that ultimately, you know, gave him the offer, an opportunity to interview anybody else. <laughs> Couldn't take no for an answer. Oh yeah. And, um, well, thank you for sharing and, that. Cause I think I work with you. I was a youth pastor. I work with students and you talk to high school students and they're so worried about what am I going to do when I grow up in your career field and your college major and all this stuff. And nobody really knows, right? You, when you find something that you love, there's no real path that makes it clear, but it's hard to hear that in the moment you want to do that. So thank you for sharing some of that. It sounds like, have it all figured out and right you know i don't know if i ever thought that maybe i thought like i think when i was young i wanted to like you know i was i want that was when everybody was really into like you know anthony bourdain i want to be a chef you know like <laughs> that, i was kind of in that group i was like yeah i'm gonna cook and then i worked in a fine dining restaurant and i was like this is not for me like i am i'm not cut out for this life you it's know? tough and so figure it out man and i think you're you know you're calling it, it finds you you know along the way so yeah, it was. It's a good journey um, to this point. It's obviously not over, but um, but you know, certainly, I've definitely found like where I feel like I belong uh, here at the Revel. Rebel. That's awesome. That is awesome. So tell us about the Revel. Somebody listening, we've got listeners all over the world. We've got people that have never been to the Revel. Explain what the Revel is, a little bit of the history of it, and then what you guys are doing here at the Revel this year. I would say these days it's almost like if Shreveport had a birthday, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. it, it would be like, because I feel like Mardi Gras is a little bit more like Christmas, you know, it's more universal, but like, this is one of those things that is unique 
to our community in Northwest Louisiana, East Texas, uh, Southeast Arkansas. Um, it's was, it's a festival. It's a nine day. Now it's nine days. It's mul- our, our mission statement is a multi-day celebration of the arts. Uh, was started in 1976 by the Junior League of Shreveport Bossier, uh, and they did it to mark the bicentennial of the nation. And they wanted to create a festival around that, and as a gift to the citizens of the region, and give them, you know, something annually that uh, they can look forward to, highlighting, you know, great food, culture, art, education, um, you know. And they came together and created, you know, sort of the the very first couple of years of it, I would say, you know, 76, 78, 9, and 80. And then around the turn of the 1980s, um, you know, it got to be kind of big and they realized like, we need to have like some staff. We need to have this thing, you know, like, cause it's good. It seems like it's going to grow, you know, and there has to be something more permanent. And so the nonprofit was incorporated in 1982, 1983s when uh, the, the paperwork were done for those. And uh, a staff was hired and to manage it. We're still really, I mean, the junior league is highly involved in our um, operations. They're a uh, primary sponsor of the event. They sell all the drinks, they do art activities. Um, and it, over time, the festival grew in, in days and in uh, its reach and it has really become a unique uh, art festival for this region of the country. Um, when you go to other places in the country, uh, specifically the East Coast and the Midwest, you know, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, um, you know, throughout the Rust Belt, uh, arts festivals like ours are really big and really common. Uh, not, and I would say common there. It's not like they have one every weekend, but they're a lot more prevalent. You see a, a closer density of them and. Uh, in our area, this is not very, it's not very common. And there's only two that I would qualify as, you know, an arts festival in the state. And it's, it would be the Revel and then uh, Covington Three Rivers um, that happens in uh, November every year. So uh, there are art booths at lots of festivals. There are art markets at lots of festivals. But to have a show uh, like ours, which is unique in that it has uh, a juried, a pool of juried artists uh, that make the roster every year. They don't just automatically get back in. They're judged every single year, um, and it's curated that way. Is unique to us. I mean, there are some in Dallas, but you know, really for Louisiana, I mean, this is it's a it's the largest outdoor festival in the state. You know, there's wow. I mean, outside of uh, as far as arts go, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, the size of um, Jazz Fest is is um, bigger. But we actually run longer than anybody else. There's no other festival that runs nine days. Um, and so uh, and, it, and we've tried to change that before. And it's just it doesn't work. You know? <laughs> it doesn't work to shorten it at all for anybody. And um, and so people can come down to the festival site, which was really created with the Revel in mind uh, at Festival Plaza to view over 100 artists booths that bring their art to sell. Uh, we have, uh, you know, two dozen food vendors and uh, multiple, uh, you know, drink locations and then there's uh four stages of music and performing arts so we have everything from local national regional um uh music artists bands people that you know you hear on the radio but we also have dance groups theater groups film uh screenings there's um you know comedy there's a little bit of everything that is you know in 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 the scope of the arts as much as we can put into it 
And we also have a fourth grade education program where we have a thousand kids every day that come down to the site for a, a planned program. Um, and that's sort of a rite of passage that's been happening since the 80s. So it, for people who grew up in the region um, and did that in the 80s, their kids are now doing it. You know, my son did it two years ago, you know, so um, it's it has become something that people in the region really care about because when it's good, man, they are excited and they are happy. And whenever it hasn't been as good, we've had rain or maybe they weren't excited about the, the lineup. You could feel it. You know, it's a barometer of pride if you will. Absolutely. And I was one of those kids that grew up doing it. And now my daughter's in third grade and we'll be doing it next year. And we have fond memories of it. Jordan, did you grow up going to the Rebel? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are things like the start and the mock dig and the Brookshire's tent. Like those are things that like we're going to do forever because like now we're really literally in three generations. There are some that's in their third generation of their little kids experiencing something that their parents did that their that their parents also did, you know, maybe as a teenager. We're getting to that point where like we're hitting another generation of those activities. I mean, those are the things I say it all the time that those are the things that bind us together as a community, you know, that shared experience that we all have in certain activities. It's really cool. Absolutely. No, it is really cool. And we look forward to it and we would go as a family. And then Simple Church started 2007. And I think we've probably gone five or six times over the years when we've not had Sundays where we go to the Revel and be able to partner with them. And so we enjoy being down there and we're excited to be back October the 8th, that's Sunday. We're going to have service down there. We're going to have everybody come out. The lunch will be open after to come check out the Revel. We encourage everybody to be a part of that. But before that, during the week of the Revel, Robin Horton, our do-good pastor, has talked with you and we're able to partner and do some cool stuff to encourage teachers this year. We did it in 2021 where we worked and encouraged health professionals, made a booth and exhibit there to give out gift cards and thank you notes all during the pandemic. So this year we're focusing on teachers and maybe just talk a minute, Logan, before we started, you were talking about teachers and what an impact they make and how the Revel is so oriented to education and working with students. Just talk a little bit about teachers and education with the Revel and then we'll get into specifics about what Simple Church is doing down there and how you listen can be a part. Yeah, education is a huge part of what we do. It's in our mission statement that the uh, event itself is designed to be primarily educational in nature. So I mentioned that we have the fourth grade art education program. Uh, We do have some a small group of uh, pre-K to first graders that come and have more just fun activities. They they do the sand art and the mock dig and all that. But the big focus is on that and all in our in our. DMZ or uh, which is Discovery Maker Zone oh, has demilitarized uh, activities. Yeah. Do, yeah. Well, that's, that's actually by design. <laughs> oh, yeah. Purpose. And I'll talk about that a little bit, but um, it has a lot of free activities in it and uh, that are, you know, educational purpose. So we, you know, part of what we do, our DNA, our makeup is education. We have an art project that we partner with CNC Mercantile on where they, you know, do it's mixed media pieces that they cut out of wood and we deliver to area schools, and then they create these amazing pieces of art that are sort of themed around the Rebel, and we hang those every year. We have a group of um, students coming from NSU that are in a music class called Live Event Production, and they're going to come and they're going to shadow our production team. They're going to work backstage uh, and learn a lot about, um, you know, what it takes to put on an event. We also have graphic designers from LSUS that uh, any day now are going to be delivering individualized day-by-day posters so that people can see the lineup for a day, but they can also learn how to work with a client who's given them sort of some ideas on what they really want uh, to see in a graphic design piece. It's just real world, you know, educational opportunities. So it is ingrained in a lot of the things that we do already, working with Bozier schools and Keto schools to bring all these kids out 
and and involve them in, in many different activities. Um, you know, we have we partner with Centenary too. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about the different partnerships we have. Uh, and so for us to be able to honor teachers, uh, to to have them come out and uh, receive some love from the citizens that live in Shreveport, Mosier, I think is really great. And it, yeah, I'm so glad that Robin reached out because at the time she did, it was like, it was just providence. It was meant to happen, you know? Um, and so well, our plan for them is that they're not they're going to be there on the first two days, uh, but on Monday, uh, October the 2nd, for the rest of the week, there will be an area right in the meet me area, right in the center of the festival where uh, teachers can come and receive, uh, you know, handwritten thank you cards and gift cards for educating our kids. It's a big job. It's hard for me as a parent to think about like, you know, my kids schooling and all the work that I'm required to do as a parent. It's difficult, you know, to go back and go, I got to learn Common Core. I don't know how to do all that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, to have a job where you have to do that for 35 kids for like six or seven hours a day is an amazing feat. And, and you know, we sometimes forget how uh, important and difficult that that job is. So when they reached out and said they wanted to do that, I was like, this is perfect because we already had plans to, in addition to that, offer free admission on Tuesday for anybody in Bozier school system. So that's teachers, administrators, uh, you know, cafeteria staff, uh, you know, custodial staff. It doesn't matter if they have a Bozier schools ID, they get in for free on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we're doing that for Caddo schools as well. And uh, there's also some, a couple of additional, you know, educational things. Film Prize Junior will be here that night and Film Prize is going to be showing some screens and stuff. Uh, that also has an educational background to it uh, from some of our kids in Kettle Parish. So, um, you know, it just it just works, you know, like for us. It's really cool to be able to have something that's not just like that one night here, one night there, but then also Simple Church is bringing the, like, the evergreen quality to it where it's every day. You know, somebody cannot come on Wednesday night for Kettle schools, maybe, you know, they lead a Bible study at their church on Wednesday nights and they're a teacher during the day. You know, they can still come on Thursday or Friday or Saturday or even Monday, whenever that is, and get some of that love too. And I, I really, you know, love things that have that sort of like long-term quality to them that serves a lot of people in our region, serves people right here, you know, across uh, the architects. I think it's going to be really great. That's awesome. And that is who we want to be as a church. That's what we want to be known for is helping to encourage, to solve problems, to be a part of the community. And what you guys are doing at the Revel is a ton of work. I know it's complicated. It's a lot of logistics. So we could take one part of that, but it does not happen without great volunteers. So if you're listening to this right now, the Revel is about to start. This episode's coming out on this Wednesday, the 27th, and this Sunday, October 1st. We need you to come to church to write some thank you notes. And then if you can donate a $5 gift card or more, we've already had people trickling in and getting some, but we want to be able to give as many teachers we can a little small thank you. $5 isn't going to make or break anything, but it just is a reminder that they are appreciated, that people see them, that we do appreciate the work they're doing because I don't know about you, Logan, but I, my daughter has homeschooled for COVID. I had COVID for two weeks. She had to be there. And that was a bad two weeks of trying to remember how to do just low-level stuff in elementary school. And there are educators and teachers that do a ton in our community. We could not do it without them. And they are appreciated. And we want to show them that 
all through the revel in just a little way. And doing it two years ago in 2021 with healthcare workers, we just had story after story of someone coming up and just being emotional or just talking about it and how hard that was and putting back in the pandemic and that mindset that someone appreciated them, said thank you, that they could come and just get a little prize. And again, it's nothing that's going to be life-changing as far as the amount of money or one little note but it does make a difference to people. And so you listening, we want you to do that. If you're not able to come in person, you can give via Venmo. We'll put the link in the show notes here to sign up. We've already had some of the spots fill up. And basically, it's the lunch shift and it's the evening shift. There's two shifts. The form is there. So you can see which spots and which days are available that work for your schedule. A couple people, each of those shifts with Simple Church, and we can help to encourage these teachers be a part of the revel. And as a volunteer, you get to be a part of the revel. You get to go out and see it, go and be there, give a couple hours if you can. And we would love to be able to fill all those spots and get hundreds and hundreds of teachers to let them know how much we care about them, how much this community thinks about them. And we appreciate all the work that they do. So sign up for that. The link's there in the show notes. Join us October the 8th for the revel. All that good stuff, again, is in the Simple Church app. It is in the link, so you can find all this. If you're listening, driving, don't wreck. Don't go hit it now, but it'll be there and available so you can find it later. And Logan, just want a couple more things to talk to you. So give us some lineup. Give us some people coming for the revel. Give us some of the musicians. I know I saw, like, looking at the list, Corey Craig is somebody that plays with us. She's a teacher in our community. We've done some videos with her. She's coming one day solo and has got a band. Uh, is it Holvey that's coming? Is the Christian singer there yeah. on Monday? We're excited yeah. about. So give us a couple of the rundowns, some things to highlight if people want to come out to the revel on, starting this week when they're listening to this. Yeah, so look, I mean, I, first I'll say, uh, in addition to what you, you, I'm glad you reminded me about the volunteer part of it. Yes. Because I will say specifically to Simple Church members, if anybody out there is listening and really wants to help us out, help our mission out, the day that Simple Church comes to to have the service at the Rebel, please come volunteer in the children's area because our experience has been that when the great people of Simple Church come and they have their service, <laughs> the children's area gets smoked right after that. That makes all sense. All the people. So if anybody wants to serve after this, after they finish the church service, we really need the help. It's difficult to find volunteers on Sunday at 11 o'clock. And so since a lot of uh, the Simple Church members are there, uh, you're already on site. Please consider jumping in and helping us run some of those activities, the face painting or the mock dig or the sand art down there in uh, in Festival Plaza, because it would be a major, major help. Sunday you know, afternoon is always really, really tough for us. Uh, yeah, how do they do that? A- how do they sign up to help with the Rebel? RevRiverRebel.com. They can go. There's a volunteer link there. Uh, where they can join our hub. There's all kinds of different opportunities, but really that Saturday, that's something, sorry, that Sunday, October the 8th is a great place to go. Uh, uh, and it's called the Discovery Maker Zone. So, you know, I did mention that earlier. Uh, uh, the uh, the DMZ, obviously most of the time means demilitarized zone. <laughs> it's by design. I had this conversation with my kid and I was thinking about calling it that because I, I thought, you know, we're trying to attract more of the eight to 13 year olds and I know his humor. We have, you know, that kind of special father son relationship. And when he, when I told him that we were going to call it discovery maker zone, but call it DMZ for short, he thought it was the coolest thing I ever heard. And, and so I kind of got the seal of approval from, you know, a 12 year old. That's important. That calling it the DMZ is like rad. Or that's what I would say. You know, it's rad. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so, so, uh, you know, that, that's what, you know, we, we had just called it the children's area. And so now we're trying to make it cool to kids. Uh, and I, I didn't want to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the music is obviously a big draw, man. People come out for that more than anything else. They always get really excited about it. Um, you mentioned Holby on Monday, October the 2nd. It's 
really exciting that we were able to get him here. Uh, I think, you know, it just worked out really well. And, you know, in the time since we contracted the show, his tour is just called Fire. He's selling out venues in Houston and Atlanta and Dallas and Miami and New York City. And he's going to be here in Shreveport on Monday, October the 2nd. Um, he's got lots of new songs out. Um, he's done lots of uh, guests with Lecrae and, um, you know, KB and a bunch of other guys. But like his his songs, um, especially the one with Forrest Frank, uh, No Longer Bound, have just blown up. I mean, he's top everywhere. five songs. Yeah. It's everywhere. And his songs are everywhere. I mean, he's just having so much, uh, you know, his blessings go his way it's just awesome to see and it seems like you know the attitude that he comes at his music with is just something you really have to admire the energy and so um you know this may be the only time you ever get to see him in shreveport uh and i would encourage everybody that night as well as henry who is a great pop artist that's going to open for him that night and uh the young jordan hollins who's a 12 year old prodigy uh, the backing band for him is Soul Grooves. They're a local band that is incredible. And his dad is in that band. So this 12-year-old kid's got a better band than I do. I mean, he's got a better band than most people. And, and he's an amazing singer. That Monday night's going to be really special. Um, I also encourage people to check out the Friday night. You know, this year we have two nights of hip-hop. And both nights are all clean. They're all family-oriented. Uh, and they have a sort of a different tack each time. So D1 is the headliner for... Uh, Friday night, and he's got um, you know designation from the state of Louisiana as an ambassador for our state. Uh, his songs are all uh, positive about community building, about uh, about God, about family, about you know the um, you know the good things in life. And D One is a great uh, a great follow. He's very inspirational. He speaks uh, with a lot of conviction and passion. Um, and, and then before him, we have a group that's going to be doing our fourth grade education program called Sons of Maestro. Um, they play a lot of popular songs on violin with a DJ and a drummer, very high energy. The fourth grade kids are going to see them all week. So I'm sure we'll have a great, uh, turnout for that. And, uh, that Friday is going to be really special, uh, I think as well. Um, the first night, you know, if you're a fan of good guitar players, it's just filled with guitar greats uh, eric gales is probably the best guitar player on the planet right now um, he's an amazing blues musician who's been uh playing for 30 years put out 18 studio albums uh has recently you know kind of come to a new point in his life he's gone sober he's gotten you know like a lot of things sort of uh sort of lined out for him and he put this record out called my crown with uh and with help from joe bonamassa and is actually nominated for a Grammy for best blues album this wow. past year. Um, and he's just, I mean, an amazing uh, character and, and, and like his onstage presence is unbelievable. But as far as guitar playing skills, I don't think I've ever seen anybody better that's playing right now. So uh, excited to see all that, man. And, you know, uh, there's just a lot of variety, you know, you go through the lineup and that's, that's idea. That's actually by design. We want to have, a little something for everybody. We can't be all things to all people, but I do believe that over the course of three or four years, we can touch everybody with something that they really love in music and the rebel, you know, and, and from a headliner, I think that given enough time, we can get around to all of it. And um, that's, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to, you know, give everybody a reason to feel like they have a little ownership over this festival in one way or another. That's awesome. So excited to see some of those great music acts. Come see the art. Bring your kids. And then we'll wrap up on this, the food. 
That is yeah. definitely one of the highlights of the Revel. Everybody around this table likes to eat, and we enjoy being at the Revel there. So what are some things that are going to feature? Is there anything new, something going on, or just some of the favorites of food? If yeah. you've not been out to Revel in a while, make them hungry right now wherever they're listening. I'm kind of excited about this year's food list. I mean, we have good food every year, but there's some new things uh, and some upgrades that are coming in. We have brought in a couple of new vendors last year that I think – made everybody else go like, all right, we can't let these new guys come in and like, you know, take us out. And we added some more new ones again this year that, man, they're just bringing it. They really are. Uh, There's, there's the fat, the fan favorites, the crowd favorites that everybody gets excited about. Of course, it's funnel cake, fried Oreos, the Benton Band Boosters do a great job. They've actually added fried Nutter Butters to their menu this year. Uh And I was going to say, color me interested. I want to try that. (laughs) to try that out, you know, um, and we have some of those that have been coming for years, you know, the B&J's does the seafood mac and cheese and the beefy bolognese mac and cheese. And uh, we have that seafood gumbo by inner city youth and uh city trailblazers, it's really cheesesteak sandwich or the barbecue from beat the streets. I mean, those things you'll see, you know, um, that you've had forever. Uh, but then some of the new kids on the block, you know, your drip donuts who is now doing also the Nashville hot chicken sandwich a Nashville hot corn dog, which I'm kind of interested in trying that. Absolutely. Um, you know, they're going to bring in some, their own loaded fries uh, mix to the mix. We've got Cajun Asian who's uh, doing jambalaya egg rolls, Buddha egg rolls, the crawfish cream cheese wontons are unreal. I'm addicted to those. Uh, they've added apple pie egg rolls to their menu this year and a catfish Lafitte. We've got Little Animals Crawfish is going to be doing uh, boiled shrimp. And I've had their boiled shrimp plate, and it's awesome. It's They boil them perfectly. They're easy to peel. They taste delicious. Um, and they're all, and I think they're a pretty good value for uh, what they're doing there. And then, then one of the other new ones that I'm really, I'm really excited about is um, we've got some guys that are based in MS Kick downtown. Uh, it's Louisiana Pistolettes and Big Nate's Barbecue. And they're coming in with, yes, stuffed pistolettes. This is something I've been wanting to do. I've been wanting somebody to do since day one. Uh, <laughs> and so they have a crawfish pistolette, which is stuffed with uh, like a crawfish uh, etouffee. And they're going to do a pistolette that's stuffed with barbecue brisket. And I have a feeling, we've told them, listen, you guys have got to like really prepare a lot of these things. Because I don't know if you've ever been to like a Louisiana festival that's had a stuffed pistolette, but they are like, they're amazing. Crowd. Have you ever had a pistol? <laughs> yeah, that so got Jordan good. excited. Oh, my gosh. I love yeah, pistol. Yeah, I saw him kind of like perk up a little bit. That's right. Like, we, got, up. we got some family in Sulphur. Every time we go down there, I'm like, we got to go get some. Dude, they're so I good. I don't think I've ever had oh one. Oh, my gosh. It's like stuffed bread, right? It's, it's like, like this, a this, It's this. like a crawfish etouffee meat pie. Uh, sounds Without fantastic. the meat, but it's. I'm all yeah. in on that. Absolutely. We're going to try that. Uh, the, the flavor is great and crunch on that bread on the outside. It's just, but it's like stuffed in this roll type of thing. That's you know flaky on the inside, crispy on the outside. It's delicious. Um, and they're, you know, they're also going to add some other things to that too. You know, fried catfish and red beets and rice. I mean, there's just, there's so much, you know, so <laughs> that, much. that you, uh, to use that, from. So red velvet funnel cake is something Ooh, else too. I have Ooh. had that. That is on hit. Absolutely. So now everybody listening is hungry. Come out to the Revel. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Leading up to the Simple Church being there October the 8th. Go out a couple times. Try all the different things. Go and check out some of the great music. Bring your kids. It's going to be a great time. We look forward to being back at the Revel. But we need you to sign up to volunteer. You heard Jordan say now October the 8th. 
You can go to the Revels website. We'll put that link in the bio. That would be a great way to meet a need and be able to serve everybody coming out if you are able and sign up to meet and encourage some teachers, pass out some gift cards. Who doesn't want to give out some fun stuff to be free, encourage some people and be a part of doing good. So make sure you're signing up for that. That link is also in the show notes. All of this is on the Simple Church app and our website, thesimplechurch.tv. Logan, thank you so much for your time. I know it's crunch time. It's getting real. Everything's going. There's fires to put out. We really appreciate you coming, man. We look forward to being out there with you here shortly. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it helps other people to find it. And make sure that you send Scott an email. Scott always likes to hear from you. We'd love to be able to connect with you if you're a listener. Thanks for being a part of this. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for downloading this episode. We appreciate you listening to Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. Subscribe so each week you get the new episode when it comes out on Wednesdays. Exactly, because that's what you want is the new content. That's right. Automatically pops up in your feed, Spotify mm. or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, leave a five-star review. Please do, because it helps people find us. And plus, we deserve it. <laughs> that's right, Scott. You do a great job. Oh, so do you. And thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Send it to somebody that should enjoy this episode and subscribe as well. And thanks for being a part of the Simple Church. Thanks for listening.